Welcome to episode six of the Westminster Impact Podcast, the series where we delve into progressive developments being made inside and outside the university by and for our friends, alumni and supporters. If you're unfamiliar with this podcast, I'm Amma Kathora, regular giving and legacy officer at the University of Westminster, and I'm joined by me, Brett Began, and I'm the prospect research and stewardship officer, similarly of the development team at the university. Now, this time out, we're looking at one of the most overlooked but established programs that is offered here, but also worldwide. In fact, it's provided every day by parents, friends, colleagues, even those most irritating of breeds, Instagram influencers. Yes, it's mentoring. As it will cover, the mentoring scheme here has allowed numerous student mentees who matched up with voluntary mentors from across the world to soak up their expertise, connections and support, all in the name of personal development and improving vital social mobility. We will be getting to hear from the leaders of the scheme within the university, as well as some of the providers of this support from our partners, Concentrix Tiger Spike, to see how the impact can be felt on both sides as teacher and student come together for mutual benefit. Quite literally, the possibilities are endless with mentoring. And for so many students who have never been provided with this level of support and advice, it can be the kickstart they require to personally make the most of the education they receive at the university. So let's begin and get to know a bit more about the nuts and bolts of the mentoring scheme and why it matters quite so much with Zuria Qureshi, Senior Mentoring Officer herself. But before we do, a reminder that we need you to keep this going. We're always on the lookout for new content, ideas and guests on this show. So if you would like to promote an impact you have made or a way in which you can help the current and future graduates at the University of Westminster, then get in touch at impact-podcast at westminster.ac.uk. We're all ears, so now over to you, Brett. So this episode simply wouldn't be complete without getting to the crux of the scheme through the eyes of the queen of mentoring herself, Zuria Qureshi. Now, if you aren't familiar with Zuria, she's the senior mentoring officer at the university, responsible for the planning and implementation of the scheme itself, as well as being a Westminster alumnus of the law school. So she literally bleeds yellow and black. Um, thank you so much for joining us, Zuria. And we're thrilled to have you on board to explain about the nuances of the programme and how listeners might even be able to get involved themselves. Thanks so much for having me, Brett. It's really great to be here today. Not a problem, not a problem. Okay, so firstly, let's get straight down to the basics. And if you could just provide an overview as to what exactly the scheme entails and its mission for both the mentees and the mentors alike. So here at the university, we offer a range of different mentoring options for both our mentors and our mentees. Um, so this is made up of our career mentoring scheme, which is a long term mentoring option um, and our ask a mentor service, which offers short one off conversations with um, a mentor to our students. And of course, the whole idea behind mentoring, it's, it's such a valuable um, tool to use. And our mission is to connect students and recent graduates with industry professionals um, so that they can then support these students with their personal and professional development, allowing them to feel much more confident when they actually take those first steps into the working world. 
course, um, with this all, mentoring is definitely a two-way street. So mm -hmm. it is really um, such an important way for uh, professionals to be involved. So as a mentor, you know, you might be looking to improve your own skills, um, whether that's in leadership mm -hmm. or mentoring, um, or it could just simply be because you want to give a helping hand to someone else and be part of that process of seeing someone else grow in, and shaping their future talent. Mm -hmm. And I think that's it. Like, you know, a lot of people would imagine that it's all kind of top down support, but actually there's a great deal that comes back to the mentor from this um, as well, which I'm sure Definitely. you see every day. Um, okay. So forgive, forgive my kind of um, crudeness on this, but it sounds a bit like first dates, but with an employability angle, maybe. Um, so I know you're currently in the middle of a matching phase for the next cycle, but could you just explain what you look for when you are matching up the mentors with the mentees? Of course. I mean, that's definitely a great way to describe it. First <laughs> dates or <laughs> it's a lot of what we do when it comes to matching does feel like we're we're setting people up for dates. But um, it's it's, of course, got a huge spin on it in the sense of employability. Um, so when when we do look at our mentors and our mentees, we're, we're looking for some key elements when it comes to pairing them up um, and it comes from a lot of the information that our mentors and mentees give us when they actually apply for the scheme um, so they will have filled out a range of different um, elements and parts of an application form and this actually helps us better understand what the mentor themselves can offer to a student and what the students are looking for from a mentor mm. So we recognize that, you know, it can be quite difficult for students, for example, to think about their career choices, especially right now with the current pandemic going mm. on um, and looking at different options and working out what to do next can be something that is overwhelming. So the mentors themselves, you know, we're not just looking for mentors who do that exact um, job that the student's looking for. It's more about giving them an overview and an idea of how to approach the working world and how to right. explore different options that are available to you out there. Um, so we understand that the advice and the support, I mean, again, really helps these young people, especially as you mentioned in today's kind of unforgiving world of work. Um, have you got any individual examples of potentially a, a, a fruitful relationship that has perhaps gone uh, above and beyond the normal advice um, to really help develop a student's transition into the workplace? Definitely. I mean, we see this all the time with um, the mentoring connections that we're, we help to put together. So, I mean, our scheme has obviously been running for many years now. So it was really the career mentoring scheme itself was set up in 2010. So in this time, we've seen lots of mentors and mentees mm -hmm. come through the process. And with that um, comes the lovely role of being part of it and seeing all of these beautiful um, things happen. And you know, some some really do stick in your mind. So, for example, I know one one year we had a student who was very, very, um, you know, described themselves as very shy and they had quite a lot of anxieties around, mm. um, you know, being able to look at different areas of their course, but also understanding how they could improve their own skills. So something that they wanted to work on, for example, was like their presentation skills. Um, and with the support of the mentor, they were actually able to 
find a nice comfortable space to practice that and to actually get some valuable constructive um, feedback from their mentor and what we saw was that um, at the end of it was the student themselves actually ended up um, feeling much more confident to the point where they took a leading role as part of a group um, project that they had to work on for their course Um, and they really took the lead on everything and especially when it came to the presentation Um, and it was just so nice to hear that that this may seem like such a minor element um, but it can really change a lot of things for students Um, and sometimes just having a mentor as a sounding board someone that you can freely Mm. ask questions to or get advice from um, does help and it can give that extra bit boost of confidence to a student who otherwise wouldn't have had that. Indeed and you know you touched on that there that it's not just about the employability advice that they're able to provide but it's the the soft skills it's the confidence it's the it's the speaking it's the communication it's all those things that perhaps we overlook that is that is developed in a mentor that a mentee perhaps hasn't had the opportunity or experience to be able to develop yet and they can really kind of move that on in a far quicker pace I was just going to say as well from a personal experience so as you mentioned you know I've I've been a student at Westminster I studied law Mm. um, and I was on the scheme as well as a mentee Mm-hmm. Um, and I was matched up with a mentor who I found so useful um, in, in all of those ways, just because I knew, for example, that I didn't have connections of my own in the industry. Mm. Um, I wasn't sure what steps I needed to take, um, what different areas to look at and things mm. like that. And with with the support of my mentor, I did feel like I was able to look at them as more of a friend, actually, by the end of end of the mentoring relationship as someone who I could approach um, and freely ask for advice on. Um, and it's definitely so valuable having that, especially right now when we live in this world where, you know, it's not as easy to make those connections yeah. or grow our own networks. Um, this hopefully gives another option, another opportunity in a safer environment to be able to do that. I'm sure many listeners are thinking that these um, mentors are predominantly alumni who are providing mentorship for our students. But that just simply isn't the case, is it? I mean, we have so many organizations who engage with the scheme by utilizing several of their employees, whether alumni or not. Um, So what do you see in those that choose to help um, students from a mentor's perspective, perhaps some unforeseen benefits to joining the scheme? And if you are listening and you think you might like to get involved or you know somebody who would, how would you go about getting in contact with yourself? I think that's such an important thing that you've that you've raised there, Brett. I think there are so many unseen benefits of being a mentor. Um, mm. And a lot of it does come down to, I think it's all coming down to the fact that you have that personal satisfaction that you feel that you've played a role in helping someone um, progress not just their career but also to develop personally as well so like you've said you know building on those softer skills um, you've been able to play a, a major role in that and you'll know that 
that that particular student will always remember it so for example I will always remember my mentor um, someone who I'll think of as well um, and in the same way you know I'm sure in one way or another all of us have had some kind of mentoring whether that's formally or informally so it could yeah. be you know a parent a brother or a sister um, in one way or another someone who's given us advice that we've taken on board and we've you know really looked back on um, it can make such a huge difference and Definitely, we welcome mentors from all industries, all backgrounds, levels of experience. They're not just our alumni. You know, we're really proud of the fact that we've been working with lots of different organizations um, who have had their employees involved as mentors because it is essentially a way for them to also, um, you know, become better leaders so as an employer um, you want Mm. to make sure that you're giving um, your employees opportunities to get involved for their own professional development and we have mentors you know that are based all over the world so even with the pandemic going on we've seen actually so much more interest come in from internationally based mentors because we don't have that barrier of sort of face-to-face interactions and things like that so you know we're really grateful for all the support that we get and um, if anyone is interested in signing up as a mentor then um, you can of course um, head over to our webpage which is uh, www.westminster.ac.uk forward slash become dash a dash mental um, so you'll be able to find out all the information on here and if you're interested in signing up that's where you can um, see our mentor application form as well um, okay, so this is your final chance for an impassioned speech. You've already explained some of the <laughs> benefits there, um, but you've been involved in mentoring, as you said, um, as a mentee and since you've been working here. So just tell us, firstly, what does the future hold for the scheme? Where, where's it going? And why does it matter? Why does it matter that it keeps developing? What, what to you is the core essence of mentoring? We have huge ambitions to grow the scheme. At this stage, we're we're working with at least 600 students a year with a huge number of mentors that have been involved to support them. But we want to grow that even further so that one day every single student has the opportunity to speak with a mentor or, um, you know, get some advice from a mentor in one form or another, whether that's through short term or long term mentoring. Um, So we're we're really keen to build on all of our kind of business connections and all of um, all of Mm. those avenues there so that we can bring in more mentors but also in the same way have our mentees um, as well get involved because it's so heartwarming for us as well to see when our former mentees return as mentors themselves because Mm. they feel empowered they feel like they want to pass on their own experience to continue this cycle of mentoring and that's why it's so important because it really can be such a life-changing experience and mentoring is definitely one of the most powerful tools that can be used to empower and inspire the future generation of leaders. So, you know, as a mentor, you're 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 an invaluable role model um, for a student. So that's why I really encourage anyone um, to sign up and be a mentor, whether that's with us or other charities, for example. I think it's so important to recognize that we all have something to offer. That's it. Sign me up. Where do I sign? This is fantastic. (laughs) Definitely, please join us. Thank you. Yeah, I will. Um, No, well, I for one, I'm so glad we got to explore the full ins and outs of this scheme Um, and to understand the immeasurable benefits that come from its um, application. I think you just covered it beautifully there. So all that's left to say is thank you, Zuria, for your time. 
Um, and absolute best of luck for the future. There's some really ambitious targets there, as we heard. Um, trying to aim to reach out to every student at some point, um, as you said, whether it's either small, short term or long term engagement, I think it's really going to have a beneficial um, impact on our student body. Um, and as we mentioned in our discussion, if you'd like to get involved um, with the mentoring scheme, you can go to the web page or please do reach out. We don't bite, I promise, um, at career-mentoring at westminster.ac.uk that's their email address and you can drop them a line but as i thank said all that's so left much. to say is thank you zuria thank you thanks for your time brett i really enjoyed it and i hope that i've at least maybe inspired one or two of you to sign up as mentors um, i'm sure and, you, you know, i'll be looking forward to working with all of you at some point <laughs> And now it is time to return to our newest feature of the Westminster Impact podcast called My Westminster. So in this brief five or 10 minutes, we get a chance to witness a snapshot of an alumni's experience of Westminster life study and how it has helped them lead them on to where they are today. So for today, if you were after international business expertise, that is exactly what we have on offer with Zainab Shabir, Director and CEO of Starsons International Limited, the leading Sri Lankan-based manufacturing distribution provider, consultancy and real estate firm. Following her graduation from Westminster, Zainab has gone from strength to strength, providing content writing exp expertise and critical business analysis and consultancy to clients all around the world, from the US to the UK, Europe, Southeast Asia, Australia, and the Middle East, where she is now, while simultaneously supporting not only our own students as an international mentor, but those of the Informatics Institute of Technology in Colombo as a visiting lecturer. She also runs corporate training programs and guides job seekers right from the CV creation stage through to the interview preparation process. So thank you for your time, Zainab. I can only imagine how busy you are. Um, so thank you for joining us. It's my absolute pleasure, Brett. Thank you so much for that amazing introduction and for having me on this podcast. If I were to take you back to the very beginning and the choices you had on offer during your educational years, was IT and business management always what you wanted or envisaged doing, or did you have other ambitions when you were younger? Uh, honestly, it was very clear to me. I was fond of IT ever since I can recall, and I always wanted to be a business person as well. I didn't know that they would go hand in hand at that point, mm -hmm. but I knew that individual, like these are the areas that I want to be uh, sort of involved in. Mm. Um, I think my brother had a large part to play in my fascination with technology because he was already well on his way to become an IT guru of sorts when I was much mm. younger. And uh, I remember just observing him interact with his computer at the time and just being amazed at how things got done with a few clicks, you know. Uh, and uh, I always um, had a strong support system in my parents as well, uh, who supported my decisions wholeheartedly and gave me the space to grow uh, intellectually. Uh, so my educational and career goal at the time was quite simple, but very clear to me. I wanted to get into IT, but I knew that I didn't want to sit behind a desk and write code. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> and uh, as, as I dove uh, deeper into its realm, 
I became even more intrigued by human behavior and, you know, the various ways in which people uh, sort of interacted with each other using the face of technology. And mm. that was amazing. I had always loved observing people and uh, interacting with people from different cultures and things like that. So uh, being a business consultant and a business analyst, it just kind of made sense. And, you mm -hmm. know, it spoke to me at that time. And especially with technology, it develops so quickly. And it's one of those things that you might not have, when you first started studying IT and business management, ever thought you could have done the thing that you're doing five, 10 years down the line. It's it's such a fast and rapid development that you kind of go with, with the stream and the flow of where technology takes you, I guess. When you were deciding where to study, obviously you're an international student, I guess you had effectively the world to choose from at that point. So what I need to really ask is why Westminster? What was it about the university or the location that really resonated to you? You know, it was a combination of uh, multiple factors. So I'm quite pragmatic as a person when it comes to making decisions. So I obviously had, uh, you know, lists and sub lists of various mm. universities and what, e what each of them had to offer. Um, with the West University of Westminster, the key things that stood out for me were of course, one, its reputation for academic excellence, which was absolutely important to me. Mm -hmm. um, the next thing was, you know, the opportunity for cultural engagement and its absolutely strong alumni network. I think, you know, the combination of these three is kind of what kind of sealed the deal for me. Mm -hmm. And uh, because I wanted a double specialization of sorts, uh, the information systems with business management program at the University of Westminster was the perfect choice. I loved the fact that there were so many challenges that the university brought our way in terms of, you know, we were juggling multiple projects at the time, we're preparing for exams, we're, you know, trying to sort of socialize, enjoy our university space. And as, as tough as it seemed at the time, in hindsight, I can confidently say that facing those challenges then allowed me to contribute so much more to my career post-university. When choosing a university for your education, it is important that you choose one that is going to provide you with the most balanced, enriching, and futuristic experience. And that's precisely what the University of Westminster did for me. That's excellent to hear. That's really, really good. And as you quite rightly said, especially in those formative years, you don't always see what the benefits are of, of going through all those kind of troubles and balances and such until in later life when you realise that you've been there and done it already before. As a business consultancy is formed and still does a large part of your working life, and from your years of studying business psychology as well, what advice would you provide to upcoming entrepreneurs who are perhaps looking to develop their business ideas and skill sets? I mean, is there a, a mindset or a mentality that you would advocate? So my advice for upcoming entrepreneurs would be to keep learning, you know, even after they become successful in their endeavors. Um, most often than not, we become so engrossed in our projects, in our sales pitches, revenue meetings, and all of that, that we forget to focus on ourselves. We forget to develop ourselves. Uh, there's so much information, education, and data out there today uh, that this tends to intimidate people at some time. 
Mm. But I genuinely encourage people, regardless of whether they are fresh graduates, you know, the students that I interact with as part of the mentoring program, or even seasoned professionals with decades of experience, to take some time out for personal development. Mm -hmm. Especially if you belong to the tech industry, mm. hybrid talented individuals are as equally valuable as specialists today. So, uh, for instance, a fintech professional today with knowledge in artificial intelligence or machine learning is not really surprising anymore. But I'm a huge advocate of maintaining a sponge mentality. I try mm -hmm. to absorb as much useful information as I can in a given situation, mm -hmm. uh, especially when it comes to things that I'm passionate about. And it doesn't even have to be related to your work. Sometimes, you know, it helps just to take a step back from your own sort of daily grind and just read about something or enroll in a course that just brings you joy. Finally, I love these conversations because they're short and they're snappy and they're full of knowledge. Um, so let's get back to you and your future. So with the world in such a strange place at the moment, what do you wish for in the coming years? And what ambitions do you personally hold for your own development as we just discussed? I'm excited to see how much innovation we can still tap into as problem solvers. Uh, ever since the COVID-19 pandemic, there have been drastic shifts in the way people conduct business and go about their daily lives as we all have experienced, right? Mm -hmm. um, in my case, my strategic consulting client base has expanded geographically and I conduct lectures and training programs for universities and companies that are located for, you know, all over the world. And I'm no longer uh, bound by boundaries, <laughs> if you will excuse yeah. the pun. Um, initially, it was hard for a lot of us to adjust to the idea of interacting with, you know, our clients, our stakeholders, our suppliers, uh, completely online. Honestly, I even doubted if my sessions and my meetings would be as effective as they would normally be mm. uh, in a physical, you know. But over time, we all sort of got accustomed to it and learned to navigate around the challenges and uh, make use of the new opportunities that sort of evolved or emerged with this entire pandemic. Um, to answer your question about my ambition. My goal has and always will revolve around helping people solve problems. So inherently, you know, that's what uh, I enjoy. No matter what role I play, that is what I thrive in. That's so great. I mean, uh, as you quite rightly said there, that you, it's not just about surviving, it's about thriving in whatever situations you've got. And if anything, this curveball of the last year or such has made us think in new ways, but maybe it was just about time that we did so. So um, brilliant. Okay, so as I always end up having to do, we have to wrap it up. So we've run out of time on our Westminster, my Westminster feature. And if you would like your chance to talk to us about your personal Westminster story, please do email us at impact-podcast at westminster.ac.uk. The more eclectic and diverse, the better. It will be a wonderful way to understand the very tapestry that represents the Westminster alumni body. So don't be frightened to get in touch. Lastly, thank you again to Zainab for your time and for being so supportive of so many students, both here and worldwide. I hope your words of wisdom are helpful in designing their own futures. So thank you again. I hope so too. Thank you once again for having me, Brett. It was wonderful chatting with you. 
Huge thank you to Josh Hogsman, Maria Generaki from Concentrics Tiger Spike for joining us on the podcast. Uh, before we get started, would you like to introduce yourselves and the work of Concentrics Tiger Spike to listeners? Yeah, great. Thanks for having us. Um, I'll go first. It's it's Josh speaking. Uh, I'll introduce um, the company. Um, so to start with, so Concentrics Tiger Spike is a global digital customer experience company. It basically means we design and build digital products like apps, websites, systems, digital systems for our clients uh, with a goal of improving lives. And we work with companies um, in this region uh, like Collinson, uh, who provide airport lounge access, the National Institute of Health Research, which is part of the NHS, Emirates Airlines, United Nations, World Food Programme, many, many others in this region. And actually we're a, we're a global company. So uh, many others outside of this kind of European region as well. Uh, Maria, do you want to introduce uh, yourself and then I'll introduce myself personally? Yes, of course. Hi, thank you very much for having us. It's okay. My name is Maria. I am a Greek expat and I'm working at Concentric Tiger Spike for the last, uh, actually for almost two years now. I'm a visual designer and I'm part of the global marketing and communications team. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Good. And um, I didn't realize we were going to talk about our backgrounds, but I'm an Australian expat uh, <laughs> working at <laughs> Concentrics Tiger Spike. Uh, I'm a veteran, eight years, eight and a half years uh, with these guys. Um, actually, I've got an engineering degree from, uh, from uh, a university in Sydney, uh, but I'm part of the management team these days. So I run the kind of the European business um locally here brilliant so yeah you know, i guess i'll well, just add to in terms of the relationship i guess the concentrates tiger spike and uh, westminster so it's twofold so um you know your prize sponsors for exemplary female software engineers entering the world of work from university um as well as uh you know critical support so the mentoring scheme as you've hosted um events in your offices and offered employees uh, the opportunity to be mentored ourselves back when we could actually, you know, host those things in the office. But um, so just kind of go further from that, I suppose, what was it about those two opportunities available at Westminster that got your attention? Uh, like we, we, we partnered initially with the university um, because of how aligned our values are really, I think, uh, as a core. Uh, and those those are just kind of symptomatic, I guess, of that, of that alignment that we've got with yeah. each other. You know, we're, we're, we're practice-based. Um, we're, we're not a team of consultants. We, we're consultants because we're practitioners. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the type of vocational learning that's advocated at Westminster. So a, a, lot, of, a lot of stuff there. You, you know, we've got a strong like conscience um, and social conscience and what yeah. we initially started working with uh, was around um, um, kind of the gender pay gap actually um, mm. in STEM careers and, and encouraging uh, female software engineers, computer science graduates uh, was our small way of trying to close that gender pay gap in the industry as a whole. Sure. Uh, yeah. And from there, we we're introduced to the mentorship scheme as well. So that works nicely for Westminster, it works nicely for us and gives us opportunities for our own staff to, to grow professionally. So, yeah. Brilliant. That's great. And Maria, so just kind of like going on with the theme of the mentoring scheme. Um, so what is the Concentrics Tiger Spike approach towards mentoring and developing budding young talent? generally we really value mentoring at concentric Tiger spike and in fact we have our own internal mentoring scheme and so does our parent company concentrics 
because it's um it's a kind of relationship that both parties benefit it's not just for mentees it's uh for for both parties let's cut this part so uh and when it comes to Westminster mentoring scheme we i think we we like taking different approaches mm -hmm. to make sure that the students get as much help and insights as as they can yeah, sure. And apart from having walks, talks, and interview preparations with them, we also invite them to the office, at least mm -hmm. back in the day when yeah. in the office was <laughs> the north. Yeah. Uh, just had announced to us that we could invite them. So some of us did, uh, and they came. And I think it's really valuable for them, like for a student or someone who has recently graduated, to go mm -hmm. in an office and see how work's done in real life. So some of them came. Uh, and they met us and we are a bunch of multicultural people. It's really a lot of fun to be around us. So I think they had a good time. And some of them stayed for a beer or two afterwards and some PlayStation games. Oh, sure what I mean, if it's a PlayStation games, I'll be there. I've got a phone behind me right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And so what have you seen from the student body at Westminster in particular that has meant you've continued your support from several years ago? Um, and Maria, are there any talents that stand out to you as a mentor that you see working with them on their development? Um, I think uh, I'll answer the, the first bit, I sure. think, and it's basically what I said before, right? Mm -hmm. we, we see a lot of similarities and the students at the university reflect and amplify our own company and personal values. Yep. Um, you know, they're all down to earth, they're all curious, they're all enthusiastic. Uh, which is what we're like as well. They're eager to learn, uh, and you know we have a we have a company value that uh, that our energy is infectious. We we see that and feel that from the from the students as well. So that's really nice to see those parallels. So yeah, my two mentees who I am still in touch with are pretty talented, and they both stand out to me for for different reasons. David, my first mentee, uh, I think he's a master of discipline and resilience. And I've seen him making some really, really great steps towards his graphic design path. And my second mentee, Alice, she's a emotion and graphic designer, and she's already volunteering for. Uh, she, sorry, she's already volunteering as an animator in the design team of Pride in London, and she was asked to lead the animations for Royal Institution Christmas Lectures 2020. She was basically in charge of the design and coordination of the animations. Mm -hmm. And when the, the clip aired, the producer said that she was one, it was one of the best ones that they've seen so far. And how awesome is that for a student, right? No, it's fantastic. No, it's definitely a good uh, way to like, build their confidence as well. Definitely. <laughs> now, I suppose it does help, I guess, for like, students as well, whether it's, um, you know, um, the pride that this when there's all this like sponsorships uh, and the mentors i think it's got good like you said i mean i think the alignment probably helps them as well um you know to be surrounded by that kind of environment so i suppose a transition you know from study to the world of work perhaps isn't as daunting um so it's that you know i think it's like you said before i think it's kind of like a win-win for everyone involved really isn't it uh, yeah, indeed. Yeah, I mean, the same thing's true. We're actually doing um, some some internship uh, <laughs> interviews, I think, next week. So the same thing's kind of true, right? It's that transition from uh, academia into the in professional workplace. And the smoother that is, 
um, the, the better it is for everyone. But, you know, like I said, it, it amplifies as well yeah. our own staff benefit from, from, that, uh, from that teaching opportunity. Definitely, yeah. But it's quite good, though, I suppose, to have the opportunity in the workplace anyway, because I don't know how many workplaces can really say that, you know, that's an opportunity that they have, um, you know, to be offered an opportunity to mentor and pass on that kind of experience. As we heard from Zuria earlier, the soft skill development and the opportunity for students to have a safe space to develop their, these is almost as critical as the advice provided by the mentors. Um, Maria, do you see your mentees flourish from the first engagement to the last? And how do you build those soft skills, such as confidence in young people? And as our 2020 non-alumni mentor of the year, I assume you're pretty good at it. First of all, thank you. Uh, and yes, of course, I, I do see my mentees developing from the first engagement to the last. And when speaking of, speaking of confidence and how to build it, I personally am still working on building my confidence. And the fact that I joined this podcast is actually part of my practice. Yeah, good. <laughs> yeah exactly. So I think, yeah, I think it takes, uh, it takes practice and a little bit of belief. <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't usually come naturally and building it and believing in yourself sometimes requires someone else to to believe in you or just someone to say I've been there I've done that it's not that hard you can do it and I think that's what we mentors do mm -hmm. so when when I engage with my mentees I am usually trying to get back in time to feel like a student again yeah and because this, this helps me remember those obstacles in time uh, when I needed someone to give me a piece of advice or you know, just a pep talk. Mm -hmm. And this gives me the tools I need to help my mentees to overcome those points in time in order to build their confidence. Mm -hmm. So what we do is usually we pick those points, mm -hmm. uh, let it be presenting yourself in an interview, speaking about your work or negotiating with a client. And once we identify them, we break them down in bits and the mentees start practicing and improving those bits. And what I mean by that is they, they could be, you know, improving their online presence, making sure the portfolios are representative enough. And sometimes we do some nice job interview simulations and going through a few critical scenarios that require a good improvisation. And I think that Towards the end of, of this process, the mentees, students have just enough confidence to yeah. kickstart their career. No, definitely. I mean, obviously, you know, being our 2020 non-alumni mentor, yeah, clearly what you're doing is helping the students. So, you know, it's not without merit that you've, you know, you've won that award. So thank you for that. Um, and Josh, so what development do you see um, in the Concentrics Tiger Spike employees who do become mentors? I think I talked about it before. It's, um, you know, sometimes teaching or having to teach is a really good way of learning, mm -hmm. uh, kind of cements the knowledge in your own mind. And, you know, you have to, you have to really think about what you want to convey and the best way to get that across concisely. And it helps you filter out uh, and really get the message clear. So um, the, the other bit that happens is um, our mentees mentor our mentors. Uh, I think, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, they get our staff thinking about what's important to them as individuals. You get some tough questions as a mentor, mm -hmm. 
you know, why do you work where you work? And like, what's your work-life balance like? And, you know, how much money do you earn? And what do you do with your money? Like all these type of really yeah. questions that you don't normally talk about, no, that's true. Ask them, which is great, right? Because it helps you understand what, why you're doing what you're doing. Um, and, you know, part, part of the, the thing is when you work in the same place and like in the day-to-day -day of it, um, you don't notice that you're working on some pre actually pretty impressive projects. Yeah. Um, so it's actually just nice uh, for our staff to hear that what they're doing day to day is actually genuinely fascinating. Uh, so like it gives everyone like a, a kind of psychological boost uh, mm -hmm. in, in, internally, right? To go, oh, actually what I'm doing is quite cool, even if you forget it because you're kind of in, in, in the weeds of it on a day to day basis. So yeah, I think there's quite a good benefit, quite a good few benefits for our staff. Yeah, the whole program. Yeah, no, definitely. I guess it's always good to see what you're doing from outside the bubble. I guess because normally when you're at work, you know, it's usually like a case of head down. You just kind of it, you almost take not. I don't say take it for granted, but I guess you get lost in the day to day, so you don't really have a chance to kind of stand back and take stock of like what exactly is you're doing or how it kind of fits into a grand scheme of things. But you know, I suppose when you, you know you do explain it to let's say students who have all the ins and outs kind of questions they actually oh yeah yeah like you said no i agree with that it's, it's really easy to be critical of like kind of what's going on as well because you're always looking for the flaws in the process or yeah. the flaws in the work <laughs> that you've done but actually there there are fewer flaws uh, and actually like a whole lot of good stuff uh, mm -hmm. um that, that's happening and it's it's just nice to have people to be like oh that's really cool and you're like yeah yeah it is cool you're right <laughs> <laughs> that's great so finally, to wrap up, as Brett and Zuria touched on, we all have had a person in our lives that has stood out as an example to follow that we all took a learning experience from, uh, be it family, teachers, bosses, or even close friends. So if you had one mentor in your life that you're thankful for, who would it be and why? Uh, so I guess part of my um, degree was actually uh, internships. And I think back to my first internship, uh, and you know that it wasn't called a mentor uh, like the the guy that I worked with was my boss uh, and I kind of followed him around for a bit and learned stuff from him so he wasn't called mentor but like uh, I think he's one of the important ones there's yeah. been many along the way uh, as well right but uh, that's the one I'd pick if I had to pick one and his he, he took such joy in playing the game uh, right <laughs> the kind of internal the internal game of going you know work can be work can be dull and difficult and frustrating, but he kind of chose to not get frustrated at the situations that he was yeah. in. He chose to to turn it into a bit of fun uh, for himself, and uh, you know, it was a, there was a bit of sport for it, uh, and you know, that's important. You know, um, we do some important work, and it's kind of a big deal. Um, and again, it's kind of easy to get stuck in there. This is so important, and. Yeah you know what we're doing is is the, the world and everything can change like, <laughs> yeah. you know i mean some of the stuff's important but we probably don't have to take ourselves super seriously uh, every single minute of the no. day it's balance I'm isn't it okay and maria so can i pick two please well we, i mean i did say one but gone then well it's fine go on we want to roll now so that you have two it's fine okay so, <laughs> yeah if uh, so one of my one of my mentors and also my kind of lifetime companion is one is my best friend his name is Cosandina okay. and I've known her since forever we've um one second, sorry. Uh, she, she, has, she has set a really great example of how to be a strong independent woman and at the same time one of the most valuable things that she has inspired me to be 
is uh, how to be more compassionate and kinder with myself. And I think this has been a game changer for me. Mm -hmm. Second one, um, I like, which I like to mention here is my current line manager, which again, as Joe said, that it's, he's not named my mentor, but I feel that he, he actually is my mentor because he has helped me a lot. Uh, he has helped me to grow a lot since I started working with him. Mm -hmm. Plus he's English and he has upgraded my phrasal verbs and my English expressions. And I think he's doing a, a generally a great job helping me to improve my confidence and he gives really good pep talks. Um, and the fun fact is that if it, were, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have applied to be a mentor in the Westminster mm -hmm. mentoring okay. scheme. So yeah, I think it's, yeah, I, I owe this to him and yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of people listening to this. I wish I had a line manager like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fantastic. Thanks for sharing that. Thank you again to Josh and Maria for joining us on the podcast. I uh, really appreciate your time and the advice. And I'm sure there's a lot uh, our listeners took away from that. And, you know, those who aren't mentees or mentors, I'm sure after hearing the experiences that you've had and all the benefits from it, will be keen to get involved. So thank you again for your time. No worries. Thank you for having us. Thank you very much. Well, it certainly sounds like you had a good time with Josh and Maria, and it's such a good example of how a business can not only provide philanthropic support, but also advice and leadership to young people. I don't think we'll ever begin to quantify the support the mentors are able to offer and the feedback and experience that they gain from being role models for these students. Remember, as Zaria pointed out, we are looking to expand this scheme to such a point that every Westminster student will be offered the chance to have a mentor during their studies, which is particularly essential during a time when so many require additional experience upon leaving education to even be considered for employment. So... If you would like to reach out to the mentoring team to offer short-term, one-off advice, such as Ask a Mentor, or something a bit more long-term and structured, connect with them at career-mentoring at westminster.ac.uk. And finally, some really exciting news. The next episode is going to be a little different. Yes, to spice things up and truly get to the essence of our student experience, we're letting them run right with the podcast. It's a student takeover, isn't it, Amar? Certainly is. We're really pleased to allow some of our current students to take on a tour of their Westminster life in such odd times and give you their thoughts on what is most pressing to them, as well as opportunities and offer to support their journey. It's going to be brilliant to see what they come up with. I can't wait. So make sure to subscribe and obviously, as ever, get in touch if you'd like to promote yourself on the podcast or contact us about any support you would like to provide to the university at impact-podcast at westminster.ac.uk. See you soon.